Mark Zuckerberg told The New Yorker the news source he definitely follows is TechMeme. So listen to the Tech Meme Ride Home podcast, the podcast anyone who's anyone in Silicon Valley listens to every day. In just 15 to 20 minutes, you get a rundown of what happened in the world of tech with all the headlines, context, commentaries, and tweets from all the biggest players. New episodes every day at 5 p.m. Eastern. Search your favorite podcast app for Ride Home and subscribe to the Tech Meme Ride Home podcast. Tired of spending hundreds of dollars for prescription glasses? Zenni offers thousands of affordable eyewear styles, starting at just $6.95. No ridiculous markups, no hassles, just quality, affordable eyewear delivered right to you. Visit Zenni today at zenni.com slash CNN. The president woke up with a disgusting taste in his mouth. John Berman here in for Anderson. That's his word, disgusting. It's how the president chose to describe the special counsel's investigation, which is one year old today. Illegal, too, even though it was launched by his own Justice Department. Keeping them honest, we have new reporting on the probe and the growing White House effort, a by and large misleading one, to derail, discredit and otherwise divert attention from it. The president kicked off his morning with a string of tweets. Congratulations, America, he wrote. We are now into the second year of the greatest witch hunt in American history. And there is still no collusion and no obstruction. The only collusion was that done by Democrats who were unable to win an election despite the spending of far more money than this. Wow. Word seems to be coming out that the Obama FBI spied on the Trump campaign with an embedded informant. If so, this is bigger than Watergate. He followed up with this one. Despite the disgusting, illegal and unwarranted witch hunt, we have had the most successful first 17 month administration in U.S. history by far. Sorry to the fake news media and haters, but that's the way it is. Apologies to Walter Cronkite, but that's not quite the way it is. So a big tax cut bill and a Supreme Court nomination, a humming economy are certainly nothing to sneeze at. But keeping them honest with respect to the investigation, the president is asking people to forget that this probe, this illegal probe, as he calls it, was begun on the authorization of his own deputy attorney general, Rod Rosenstein. The president is asking people to ignore the broad scope that Rosenstein gave Robert Mueller to do his work. Additionally, the president is asking us to believe that this is a witch hunt. But it is only a witch hunt if you don't find any witches. And they have here. In just a year, the special counsel has charged 19 people in three companies, including a former White House advisor, three former Trump campaign aides, including the campaign chair at the time, a prominent Russian oligarch and a dozen Kremlin-backed trolls. Five defendants have pleaded guilty, including the former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn and Deputy Campaign Chair Rick Gates. They're both cooperating with the special counsel. So the president wants us to set that aside and set aside the one-word answer his own FBI director just yesterday gave to the Senate Judiciary Committee. Well, you, you said at your confirmation hearing that uh, the Russian investigation was not a witch hunt. You've been there now 10 months. You're far more immersed in the details of the FBI. Uh, is that still your opinion? Yes. So ignore that and set aside the fact that long before the special counsel even got to work, the FBI was investigating Russian penetration of the 2016 campaign in general and members of the Trump campaign specifically. According to the New York Times blockbuster report on the origins of the FBI probe, a government informant, yes, did meet with campaign advisor Carter Page, but Page was already suspected of being a Russian agent. The same informant, according to the Times, also met with George Papadopoulos, whose talk at a London bar about seeking Russian dirt on Hillary Clinton may have sparked the entire probe. For what it's worth, 
There's not a single reference in the Times piece to the informant actually working inside the campaign, yet to hear the president or his spokespeople spin it, what appears to be basic bread and butter investigating is somehow the kind of campaign espionage not seen since Watergate. The president's new attorney, Rudy Giuliani, for one, says he is shocked. I'm shocked to hear that they put a spy in the campaign of a major party candidate or maybe two spies. And now I'm going through my brain since, you, you know, I was a big part of that campaign. I'm trying to figure out who was the spy. Right. <laughs> now I'm wondering, is it this person or that person or this person? Yeah. Uh, now, if there's a spy, they got nothing from it. And a short time later, the president tweeted, wow. Then later today, his White House press secretary put out her own deeply concerned gloss on it. Does President Trump believe that the FBI had a spy at one point inside his campaign? Uh, I haven't spoken with him directly about that, but certainly seen the reports. And if there is any truth to that, it should certainly be looked into. Again, there are no mentions in the actual story of a spy inside the campaign. None. That is completely invented. Yet somehow, and maybe not by accident, it became a Fox and Friends talking point, then a presidential tweet, then something the White House believes should be looked into which you will remember is how the Devin Nunes shenanigans played out last year. The House Intelligence Chairman rushing to the White House to brief the president on shocking information he had just learned about. uh, Shocking information he had just learned from inside the White House itself. That is the cycle this seems to be following. Yet as it plays out, Robert Mueller is going about his work. And according to Michael Caputo, who appears frequently on this program and was interviewed by the Mueller team, The focus is squarely on the one thing the president has most adamantly denied, collusion. And just yesterday, we learned what Donald Trump Jr. told a Senate panel about his meeting with Russians offering, let's just speak plainly here, to collude with the Trump campaign. The Russians were promising dirt. Donald Trump Jr. wanted it. And after the meeting was over, what he was most disappointed about was that they didn't offer more. So his father apparently sees collusion the way a vampire sees garlic. His son seems to view it as catnip to a tabby. And the president's new lawyer says, even if it did happen, so what? That's what you do. Maybe you shouldn't, but you do it. Nothing illegal about that. And even if it comes from 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 a Russian or a German or an American, it doesn't matter. Rudy Giuliani made more news late today. He told the PBS NewsHour the special counsel's team communicated last night with the president's lawyers, and he says they're narrowing down questions for him. Whether that means the president will actually agree to be questioned, he only said it looks more hopeful than it did a day or so ago. Our Gloria Borger has much more on that shortly. First, though, her report, our best inside look at the investigation itself. Experiencing Team Mueller up close is no walk in the park. It's intense. You know, first of all, they ask to pick you up at a nearby hotel because they want to sneak you in a back door. And that's the way they want to drop you off as well when you're done. It's also not a friendly environment. They're professional. I wouldn't call them polite. But they are well informed. They know more about the Trump campaign than any single person who has worked there. That's because they have everybody's documents. The Mueller investigation knows more than any one person does. And anybody who sits with them needs to be mindful of that. Especially the president, as both he and his revolving team of lawyers are well aware. What would Trump risk if he were to testify in front of uh, Bob Mueller? Untruthfulness and the possible charge of lying to a federal investigator 
at the end of the day, is it a perjury trap or is it not? You know, from my perspective, the president shouldn't go anywhere near this group. The tangled tale of Russian interference may have started in a London bar in the spring of 2016, when George Papadopoulos, a young self-promoter named to the Trump foreign policy team, told an Australian diplomat that Moscow had dirt on Hillary Clinton. Papadopoulos is the coffee boy. He always was and he always will be. Now, serving up information to Mueller after pleading guilty to lying to the FBI, as are at least three others. When the FBI walks in the room, they're not asking you questions half the time because they want to know the answer. They're asking questions because they want to see what you're going to say. Did you meet with John Doe last week? No. Well, (laughs) they got your email and you did. Now they know, A, that you're not telling the truth, and B, they know they got a hammer on you. You just lied to a federal officer. Another person under the hammer for lying Deputy Campaign Chairman Rick Gates, who did business with the Russians and worked with Campaign Chairman Paul Manafort both before and during the election. Manafort could still be under investigation for colluding with Russians and has pled not guilty to charges of money laundering and conspiracy. Today's announcement has nothing to do with the president, has nothing to do with the president's campaign or campaign activity. The White House also separated itself from its former national security advisor, Michael Flynn. The next president of the United States, right here. Now cooperating with Mueller after lying to the FBI and the vice president about his Russian contacts. And yet, the president intervened on Flynn's behalf. Said he hopes I can let it go. And when he said that, you thought? He's asking me to drop a criminal investigation of his now former national security advisor. I think that the first sign of obstruction was the president asking for loyalty, followed on the heels of that by clearing the Oval Office and asking Comey to let the Flynn investigation go. The most startling twist in the Russia saga came last summer when Donald Trump Jr. confirmed a 2016 Trump Tower meeting with Russians peddling dirt on Hillary Clinton. His email, I love it. But he claimed the focus of the meeting, which also included Manafort and presidential son-in-law Jared Kushner, was not about Russian coordination, but about Russian adoption, a bust he denies telling his father about. It was literally just a wasted 20 minutes, which was a shame. Just as head-scratching is the president's personal involvement aboard Air Force One in composing a misleading statement about the purpose of the Trump Tower meeting. Could that potentially be obstruction as well? As an act in and of itself, I don't think it's obstruction of justice. But I think that obstruction of justice, from Mueller's standpoint, is going to be a mosaic of activity. So it's just a piece of a puzzle. It's a piece of a puzzle. A very big jigsaw with a trove of characters. The Russians, 13 indicted for trolling Americans on social media. Political trickster Roger Stone, longtime friend of the president who denies coordinating with WikiLeaks. WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange, who distributed the Democratic National Committee's emails hacked by the Russians. Campaign aide Carter Page, his frequent trips to Moscow raising eyebrows. And Trump lawyer Michael Cohen, who pushed a never-built Trump Tower Moscow during the election and who was recently raided by the FBI. The Trump family is not immune either. Son-in-law Jared Kushner, 
who sought a back channel with Russians and then omitted those contacts on disclosure forms. And yet, after one year, while the president runs on and on... It's a total witch hunt. I've been saying it for a long time. Mueller runs silent and runs deep. We are piloting the Titanic. We have seen the tip of an iceberg, and we have no idea what lies beneath the surface. So what's ahead? A Mueller firing or a Supreme Court battle over presidential testimony? One thing not on the table, according to Rudy Giuliani, a presidential indictment, which could leave it all with a report from Mueller for the Justice Department and Congress to consider. And then they decide just what to do with it. I think the American people will be frustrated in the end because they're going to expect that he's going to sit in front of the cameras or issue 100 pages that give them like a story. He has to submit a confidential report. My expectation is that Mueller would like to submit that report in confidence, turn out the lights and go home and leave it to others to figure out what to do with his findings. And Rudy Giuliani has been all over the media the last several days. He spoke with Politico about prepping the president for a possible encounter with Team Mueller. The sessions, he said, would be held during off hours at the White House, perhaps even over golf games. Our foursome tonight, Gloria Borger, Carl Bernstein, David Gergen, and Jeffrey Tubin. You know, Gloria, you've seen these reports from PBS and elsewhere tonight, quoting Rudy Giuliani as now mm-hmm. saying of the president, it would be going a little too far to say he's going to sit down, but it looks more hopeful than it did a day or so ago. Is this consistent what you're hearing from your sources? Well, I spoke with uh, uh, one this evening who said, look, there have been a series of communications between the Trump legal team and the special counsel about this question of whether Trump should testify, will testify. And uh, color me skeptical and color my source skeptical uh, about whether in the end uh, they're going to reach some kind of agreement. But it's very clear from watching Rudy Giuliani over the last few days that what's important to the president is what Rudy Giuliani is doing. And what he is doing is making it appear as if the president is very willing to testify, is trying to reach an agreement with the special counsel to do so, so that if in the end he ends up not testifying, they look like they have made a good faith effort and the president can then place the blame elsewhere rather than on himself. This is very interesting, Jeffrey Tubin. Make it appear as if the president wants to sit down. Make it look like these are good faith negotiations. They're increasingly every day that passes it seems to me that this show, the Rudy Giuliani show, is an end in itself. It's not a means to an end. He's not in there negotiating an outcome with Robert Mueller. He is there to create this show, which is part of the larger political argument. Right. What the president has said is he wants better TV lawyers. And now he's got a real TV <laughs> lawyer in Rudy Giuliani who was making two points, basically. One is, as Gloria was saying, the president really wants to testify. Which we don't know for a fact. All we know is he says he wants He to. says he wants and to. And he That's, wants us to think right. he wants to. And the other point he's making is that this is a terrible and unfair investigation. This fantasy, this absurdity that, that, he pla- that the FBI planted a spy in, in the Trump campaign. Not said in the New York Times article. Not true. But, you know, it gets into the Fox uh, biosphere and repeated, and it becomes something to talk about. So all of that leads to, a, you know, 
putting putting the Mueller investigation on the defensive that they have something to defend themselves about rather than the president deciding whether he wants to testify. You know, Carl Bernstein, I'm glad we have you here on one specific point that Jeffrey just alluded to there, because the president in one of his statements today said that this is bigger than Watergate. Of course, what he was talking about was the investigation itself. He thinks the investigation itself is so scandalous that it's bigger than Watergate. It just so happens that you know a little something about Watergate. So I was wondering what your take on this is. Well, Watergate was about a criminal president, Richard Nixon, who conducted a criminal presidency from the first days of his office until the day he left. Uh, I think we need to look at one element of a big picture that was not in that terrific setup that we saw. And that is the success that Donald Trump is having in getting people in this country, not just his base, but you look at the polls, maybe 75, 80 percent of people who call themselves Republicans who believe this is a witch hunt. And those numbers are going up, not down, even as Mueller makes more and more visible progress, even as we see a staggering body of evidence that suggests, doesn't prove but suggests collusion. And and we saw how enthusiastic the president's son was about colluding with the Russians to get information. And yet we are finding that the conduct of the investigators, the conduct of the press, the conduct of the Democrats, the conduct of Hillary Hillary Clinton for tens of millions of Americans has Mm -hmm. been made the issue by Donald Trump and they have bought into it. And I think we need to acknowledge he's having remarkable success there. Remarkable success, David Gergen, even for people who do not believe this is a witch hunt. There is no question that this White House and its allies are driving the daily story at this point on the Russian investigation. Part of the reason is because that the, the, the special counsel's team doesn't leak. They don't talk at all. We don't see what they're doing on a minute by minute, let alone a month by month basis. Look, we didn't know they talked to talk to AT&T and we may be working for them in two months. We didn't know until six months after it happened. We don't know anything from their side. All we hear is what the president and his allies are saying every day. But, you know, Rudy Giuliani says no indictment one day. And then for the next 30 hours, no indictment is the story. They are driving this. There's no question. This is an all out propaganda war. Um, hand-to-hand conflict conducted by one side, uh, conducted by the White House and, as you say, by the president's allies, who are doing everything they can to discredit the investigation, to discredit the institutions of the FBI and the Justice Department in order to drive public opinion in the president's direction. And the other side is kept silent because that is the professionalism that Mueller is displaying, and they don't have anybody out there speaking. And frankly, there are very few Democrats who have been very effective at speaking up, uh, or I'm sorry, to speaking up on, on mm-hmm. that side and to defend Mueller. I think Mueller's run an extraordinarily professional uh, operation. There haven't been any leaks, but the result of having no leaks is that the all the propaganda points pile up on the other side. And I must say, I think that this is helping the president in public opinion. I think it's hurting our democracy to erode public trust in these institutions and to, and to do to protect the president at, at great expense to other institutions mm. which have been very important for our dem- democracy in the past. Asymmetrical warfare, to say the least. We're going to talk much more on this in just a moment, plus breaking news, including a new legal move that could increase the pressure on Pal- Paul Manafort. And later, that guy who could not stand the idea of other people speaking Spanish around him, this video that went viral, the man in question has been identified and his story is being seen as something 
bigger than even his towering rage. Tired of spending hundreds of dollars for prescription glasses? Our friends at Zenni Optical offer a huge variety of high-quality, stylish frames and state-of-the-art optics starting at just $6.95. You can get multiple frames with this great pricing for less than one pair elsewhere. Start building your eyewear wardrobe from the comfort of your own home at Zenni.com. With the latest trends in eyewear, available in hundreds of frame styles and materials, there isn't a better way to change it up for every season. Plus, Zenni offers prescription sunglasses at incredible prices. Visit Zenni today at zenni.com slash CNN. That's Z-E-N-N-I dot com slash CNN. We're talking about a president on war footing against the special counsel a year into the investigation and also possibly getting ready to sit down with him. Rudy Giuliani is talking about getting his client ready, perhaps so for golf and narrowing the scope of potential questions. There is more breaking news tonight that could put pressure, new pressure, on Paul Manafort, who, as you know, is pleading not guilty to the charges against him, at least for now, and not cooperating with the special counsel, at least for now. Two sources tell CNN that his former son-in-law has reached a plea agreement with the U.S. Attorney's Office in Los Angeles, which has been investigating his real estate deals. Now, under this agreement, he will be required to cooperate with other investigators, though one source is doubtful about what he may have to offer Robert Mueller or anyone else. Back now with the panel, Jeffrey Tubin, you know, the deputy can change chair, Rick Gates, already cooperating with the special counsel, and now his former son-in-law will be cooperating as well. It's closing in. The, the, this has been a bad week for Paul Manafort. The most important thing that happened to him is li- earlier this week, uh, the judge in his Washington case, he has two cases against him, Virginia and in Washington. The judge in the Washington case declined to dismiss the case against him and said it was perfectly appropriate for Mueller to bring the case. So Manafort, at a minimum, is going to trial in, in Washington. And, you know, we'll see about Virginia. Now his son-in-law faces, uh, you know, the, this, you know, the, the prospect of being sentenced. It's a lot of pressure to plead guilty and cooperate. And, um, you know, we're talking a lot about spin and public opinion. This is something that actually matters. If Paul Manafort pleads guilty and cooperates, that's a big deal in this case. And this has been a week where the pressure on him to do so has increased. It's interesting because that's an actual factual domino Carl Bernstein. And when you look at all this and you look at all the evidence, including maybe the volume of the president's protestations here, you actually see something else. Yes. And this is a a a two way freight train collision heading toward each other. The special prosecutor who has huge momentum here, despite the momentum that Trump has gotten from his base and from Republicans who have been craven in defending him, despite his contempt for the rule of law that we have these two freight trains heading toward each other. And Mueller has considerable uh, power behind it, not just Manafort. He he also has plead, uh, you know, he's got uh, the president's lawyer, Cohen, his fixer is in a box and it may and he may flip and talk against the president of the United States. We don't know that, but we do know that the president is very concerned about that. And the president is talking to people I talk to about the possibility of issuing pardons, about the possibility of shutting down this investigation, firing Mueller, firing uh, Rod Rosenstein, the deputy attorney general. That has been discussed for months and months and months and months. Uh, And if the flame 
gets too close to the president of the United States, certainly those closest to him, including old friends, believe that he's prepared to shut down this investigation and take his chances with impeachment if it were to come to that and think that maybe he can do better there if the facts are lined up against him uh, and his former associates are to testify uh, against him or members of his family uh, so that we have a, a real clash coming here and we're at a very critical juncture. It's interesting, Gloria, because this new legal team with Rudy Giuliani, if nothing else, it seems to have shut down the public musings from the president or the comments that he would make that that led people to think he was on the verge, maybe, of firing Robert Mueller. That's gone away. Right. At least temporarily. For now. <laughs> right. Yeah. Is, is that intention? Is that intentional by this yeah. legal team? Uh, uh, Yes, they're trying. And since he's got Giuliani out there, and I will tell you, I I spoke with uh, one source who said that the president uh, sees Giuliani as kind of cathartic for him because Giuliani is kind of saying the things that that he would like to say that he wishes his other lawyers would say. But he's got this new legal team and they're getting read in and they're getting their security clearance, which don't forget Mm -hmm. the husband and wife team of the Raskins still need to get need to get cleared. And they're trying to figure out where to go. And everybody understands that firing either Rosenstein uh, or Mueller at this juncture is a terrible, terrible idea. You know, there have been some discussion about, well, maybe he could do it after the midterms, depending on how that goes, for example. Um, But we, we really, you know, at this point, it doesn't seem like it's imminent. But the president himself does not accept that this is a legitimate investigation, and that has not changed one iota. He believes that it's directed towards him to delegitimize his election and his presidency, and he cares about how he comes out of this more than anything else. You know, David, it's interesting. One of the other things Rudy Giuliani has said is that they think they would beat impeachment, in other words, an impeachment battle, it seems that what they're trying to do here is is lay the groundwork for a political argument that comes after a report is released, whether it gets to impeachment or not or otherwise. Mm-hmm. But to say you're going to beat an impeachment battle, does anyone win an impeachment battle in your experience? Oh, yes. Uh, Bill Clinton <laughs> it was impeached, but then he, it, it, you know, it was not upheld in the Senate. Uh, and he wound up, as I recall, the last polls of his presidency was at 64 percent. But is, it, is Trump it, it headed not, there? Is, it, is, is this a strategy to get there? I think that Trump has a growing possibility within Democratic ranks that the more sober people are saying, unless there's a clear smoking gun, why don't we, instead of pursuing an impeachment, let the voters settle this at the ballot box in 2020 or maybe even 2018? But let me just say this. I, I think that Ju- two things. One is Giuliani, I think, being out there and doing what Gloria says he's doing I pro- quite properly, he's taking a lot of the pressure off the president to do it for himself. And I think that sort of has, has watered down or at least quieted down some of his tweeting. But the real issue here is, that the flames, as far as we can tell, have not yet reached the presidency. He's not yet under a lot of personal heat. His people are, and I think the central player in all of this is likely to be Manafort, or certainly one of the central players. And they've now got a couple of people to go after Manafort, but Manafort himself is not flipping. He's been very tough, and one has to suppose there are two reasons for that. One, he thinks he's going to get a pardon, as Carl Bernstein keeps mm-hmm. pointing out. Or secondly, he's worried that if he talks, if he flips... The Russians may take him out at the end. Well, 
we will we will see going forward. Gloria Borgia, Carl Bernstein, David Gergen, Jeffrey Tubin, thanks so much. Just ahead, I'm going to speak with a ranking Democrat on the Senate Intelligence Committee, which, as you know, has confirmed that they believe that there was Russian meddling in the 2016 presidential election and it was designed to help Donald Trump. Remember, to create an ad like this one, visit purewinning.com slash CNN. Again, our breaking news tonight, President Trump's personal attorney, Rudy Giuliani, tells PBS that as recently as last night, attorneys for the Mueller team were in contact with the presidential lawyers about narrowing questions for a possible interview with the president. And as you just heard, President Trump acknowledged the one-year anniversary of the start of the Mueller investigation by incorrectly calling it, quote, illegal. A remark certainly of interest to the ranking Democrat on the Senate Intelligence Committee, Virginia's Mark Warner. The committee's report yesterday left zero doubt that that committee does believe there was Russian meddling in the 2016 election and that it was designed to help Donald Trump. I spoke with a senator just before the broadcast. Senator Warner, your committee put out a joint statement saying that you have no reason to question the findings of the intelligence community that the Russians meddled in the 2016 election and they did so with the intent of helping Donald Trump. The House Intelligence Committee put out a report that said the opposite. They said they saw no evidence of that. How is it that you guys are at odds? Well, John, let's let's be clear. The House Intelligence Committee represented only the majority. The Democrats on the House Intelligence Committee did not agree with their finding. They agreed with our finding. I think any reasonable person who has been following this story, and we interviewed over 100 individuals, many of them that were part of putting together the intelligence community assessment. We interviewed officials from the Obama administration, the Trump administration, and literally every person that is in the intelligence community that has been, has been uh, in effect, uh, confirmed by the Senate. One of the first questions we would ask is, do you agree with the intelligence community assessment? And every one of them 100% agreed. So I, I would argue it's a very small minority of people who are not connected to any kind of factual basis that don't agree with our assessment, which is the intelligence community. They put this the report together fairly quickly, but they got it right. They realized the Russians massively intervened in our elections. They touched 21 of our state's electoral systems. They radically used social media in ways that had never been used before, and they did it with the intent to help Mr. Trump and hurt Hillary Clinton. Chris Stewart, a congressman, Republican congressman uh, from Utah who was on the House Intelligence Committee, was telling me earlier today he'd spent hours over at the CIA looking at things, and he saw no evidence, he says, that the Russians were trying to help Donald Trump. How is it that he says he's seen no evidence? I, I don't have the foggiest idea. I know that um, we had in Mike Rogers, Jim Clapper, John Brennan, the previous heads of the three of the intelligence agencies, they all reconfirmed uh, that, uh, you know, our conclusion, their conclusions, that should be. They also indicated that there was even further proof when Bob Mueller brought a series of indictments against individuals connected to the Internet Research Agency, the group that was doing a lot of the social media posting, that that those indictments further confirmed that the goal of the Russians was to help Trump and hurt Clinton. Now, I can't, you know, I, I frankly have, have stopped listening to some of the stuff that comes out of the House majority because it's been so disconnected from any 
any kind of factual basis. And, and candidly, that's why it's been so important that in the Senate we keep our efforts bipartisan. The chairman and I and our committee, we go from Tom mm-hmm. Cotton on one end to Kamala Harris on the other. Uh, we've all stayed united on, on our reports so far. How much more work? Or what does your committee need to do to complete its investigation? And when will that we- be? We've still got three very important pieces to finish. We've finished the election security. We've now done the assessment of the intelligence community. We've got more work to do on what happened well and where there were mistakes made by the Obama administration. We've got to make sure that we get a a more conclusive report on social media as well as some policy outlines on where we need to go because that problem of misuse not just by the Russians but of others of social media is only growing. And then we've got the question that everybody is still waiting for and I'm reserving judgment on and the question of collusion between individuals connected with the Trump campaign and the Russians. You say reserving judgment on that because we are a year into the Mueller investigation right now and you say you're reserving judgment on that. You talk to Republicans, you talk to the White House, House, and they say they have seen no evidence of it to date. Have you seen any evidence of it to date? If there was not more to be investigated and more facts to come out, I don't think we would have, at this point, a year today into the Mueller investigation, five guilty pleas, 14 indictments, including the indictment of the president's campaign manager, Mr. Manafort, including the indictment of a number of key Russians who were involved in further uh, bolstering the evidence about Russians helping um, Mr. Trump to hurt Clinton. Uh, You know, in terms of the collusion, myself and others are, are, we're going to we're going to stay silent until we um, until we see all the witnesses. Well, staying silent is different than reserving judgment. So are, are you staying silent or are you just refusing to answer whether it, I mean, I, have I'm you not, seen evidence? However, John, you want to ask the question, I'm not going to weigh in until the committee finishes its work. And we've got more work to do. We There's actually one of the things that... Um, is a bit frustrating because I, I wish we would have been further along at this point. One of the things the president said today is that the Mueller investigation is disgusting. He called it illegal. His personal attorney, Rudy Giuliani, is out there almost every day saying the same thing uh, on television. Do you worry that their argument is starting to be heard, particularly among supporters to the president? Do you worry that it's working? I worry that this president's relentless attacks and his allies attacks on the Mueller investigation their relentless attacks on the integrity basically of everybody that works at the FBI their relentless attacks on in effect the whole Department of Justice really raises in me the concern that some of Mr. Trump's supporters may start thinking well you know not only is the Mueller investigation not accurate or not fully culpable, credible, but you know, it also in effect gives a green light to people to start deciding, well, if I don't want to follow this law or this rule because everybody that's involved in the FBI and Justice Department is somehow corrupt, that gets us into very dangerous territory. And I think those who've made those kind of um, ad hominem attacks do so extraordinarily irresponsibly and are not reflective of what our nation is, rule of law. Senator Warner, thanks so much for being with us. Thank you, John. So both President Trump and his Republican allies continue to pound away on the theme that the Russia investigation is a witch hunt and a total waste of time. Coming up, a detailed look at their game plan and how it has been working. I'm Andy Katz from March Madness 365, and on this edition of our show, I'll be joined by Syracuse's Tyus Battle. I've been just trying to improve all facets of my game. 
being able to be more offensive, throwing the ball different ways, shooting the ball, I think that's improved. And uh, just my playmaking ability as well. Subscribe to March Madness 365 now at Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you count the times that President Trump and his allies have used the phrase witch hunt when talking about the Russia investigation, your smartphone calculator just might reach its breaking point. It seems to be broadly coordinated in its form from tweets to television appearances on Fox News to surrogates fanning out all over the country. We'll look at how this works and its effectiveness. Here's 360's Randy Kay. The attacks come from all sides, Twitter and television, with the help of trusty surrogates. This is a completely tainted investigation. The president sometimes starts the attacks on Twitter early in the morning to his 52 million followers, tweeting about something he saw on the Fox News morning program, Fox and Friends. How many times have we heard that Russia colluded with uh, the Trump uh, campaign? Then in primetime, Fox News host Sean Hannity takes the baton. I have a message tonight for the special counsel, Robert Mueller. Your witch hunt is now over. Time to close the doors. Hannity, according to one account, speaks with Trump nightly about how to shape their message to supporters. It's a relationship one White House official described to New York Magazine as a, quote, effed up feedback loop. The message now everyone knows it's a fix, okay? It's it's a witch hunt. And they know that. And I've been able to message it. Trump's newest lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, now also in the tent to amplify the narrative. The president is the completely innocent and he is absolutely right. And you want to get insulted, you get insulted, but it's a damn witch hunt. I have this witch hunt constantly going on for over 12 months now. And actually much more than that. The playbook is this, attack and attempt to discredit any element of the investigation, unfounded or not. Robert Mueller and his band of Democratic witch hunters never should have been appointed and they need to be disbanded immediately. Sound familiar? So you have all these investigators, they're Democrats. In all fairness, Bob Mueller worked for Obama for eight years. Note he didn't mention Mueller was first appointed by George W. Bush. The FBI and former director James Comey's credibility also under attack. On Twitter last month, Trump directed his followers to tune into Fox and Friends, which attacked the FBI. And later on Hannity's show, Giuliani did the same. Comey should be prosecuted for leaking uh, confidential FBI information. When he leaked uh, his report. And the president got in on it, too, tweeting, James Comey is a proven leaker and liar. Also in on the act, Devin Nunes, the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee. Remember, Nunes had already been caught fibbing about his contacts with the White House. And his committee's investigation into the president's campaign had been closed over the objection of Democrats on the committee. Its conclusion, no no evidence of collusion. And right on cue, that was followed by a tweet. House Intelligence Committee votes to release final report. Findings, no evidence provided of collusion between Trump campaign and Russia, which was then picked up by Fox News. Mueller has been at this for almost 10 months, Congress for over 14 months, and so far, nothing, no evidence of Trump-Russia collusion. And around... And around it goes. Randy Kay, CNN, New York. Coming up, the immigration debate north-south and in the nation's capital, a racist rant caught on cell phone video in New York. Two anti-immigration candidates run for governor in Georgia. That plus the immigration debate in the House of Representatives. Next. I pay for their welfare. I pay for their ability to be here. Hey, it's Howard Beck. 
And I've got former NBA champion and current yes analyst, Richard Jefferson on Bleacher Reports, the full 48. For me, winning the championship just validated, you know, me from a standpoint of like, all I ever wanted to do was win. All I ever wanted to do was win on a high, high level. And so to get that, then it just made everything feel like it was worth it. The full 48 is now available on Spotify. And of course, you can always listen and subscribe on the Bleacher Report app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. The Republican leadership in the House has promised to hold a vote on a hardline immigration bill. Meanwhile, moderate Republicans are a few signatures away from forcing a series of votes to save the DACA program. The president has been venting more about immigration policy the past few days, and there are examples all over the country of how out of control in some ways the debate has become. A video has gone viral from here in New York. A man identified as attorney Aaron Schlossberg was caught on a cell phone video at a restaurant in the middle of Manhattan ranting because employees and customers were speaking Spanish. Clients at your yeah, staff yeah. is speaking Spanish to customers when they no, should be speaking English. And my guess is they're not documented. So my next call is to ICE to have each one of them get out of my country. If they have to come here and live off of my money, I pay for their welfare, I pay for their ability to be here. The least they can do is New York Mayor Mil de Blasio tweeted today, the 8.6 million people who call New York home speak more than 200 languages. They're all New Yorkers and they're all welcome here. Meantime, in Georgia, the governor's race includes more than one candidate with big talk against immigration, trying to make their point with a big truck and a big bus. Gary Tuckman reports. Spotted on Interstate 85 in Georgia, a vehicle that a candidate for governor calls his deportation bus. We're not just going to track them and watch them roam around our state. We're going to put them on this bus and send them home. Republican State Senator Michael Williams trailing in GOP primary polling with a bus that says danger, murderers, rapists, kidnappers, child molesters, and other criminals on board. Echoing these words. They're bringing drugs. They're bringing crime. They're rapists. And some, I assume, are good people. Are you putting people on the deportation bus? No, we're not are putting people on the Are you trying to find people, people to deport? No. So no, why, why are you doing that? Again, this is to bring awareness to the issue of illegal immigration in our state and in our country. Um, but is, is it a mean-spirited gimmick to have a bus that says deportation? No. And, what, what, and what murderers is, and rapists are on this bus. What is mean about holding people accountable for breaking the law? Well, do you, do you when, think, when did that become mean to hold somebody accountable? Do you think all illegal immigrants are murderers and rapists? That's, and not, that's not what we're saying. That's not what the what, bus what, says. What does the bus say? The bus says that it has kidnappers. Uh, uh, illegal aliens on there. And that's who we're going to go after, those that are in our country illegally and breaking yet another law. So is this a gimmick, though? Absolutely not. The candidate and his staff take the bus and an RV to Georgia cities that have many immigrants. No hate, no fear. Immigrants and get a mostly negative reaction from people who have gathered waiting for the bus. But Michael Williams isn't the only candidate running for Georgia governor who is going to extremes. In two things, if you're going to date one of my daughters. Respect. And? A healthy appreciation for the Second Amendment, sir. We're going to get along just fine. Georgia Secretary of State Brian Kemp is also running and also talks about hauling away immigrants. I got a big truck just in case I need to round up criminal illegals and take them home myself. Yep. I just said that. One has a big truck, another a big bus. You're, you're a Sunday school teacher? I am. Does this violate the tenets of your religious and moral life not to be kind to your fellow human beings? Again, what I am doing is being kind to the citizens of this country. The citizens that have built this country and have something that the world 
covets and wants. We have to protect that. And before the deportation bus drives away for the day, someone places this on the front of it. Words from the poem on the pedestal of the Statue of Liberty. Gary Tuckman, CNN, Decatur, Georgia. Coming up for us on the one-year anniversary of the Mueller investigation, the president calls it a disgusting, illegal, and unwarranted witch hunt. The Vexar has already led to 22 defendants, 75 criminal charges, and five guilty pleas. The latest from the White House next. Are you ready to learn how to build a better consulting or professional services company? Then download the Liston.io show for the best sales and marketing advice so you can deliver your services to the people who need you the most. On the show, I'll be interviewing the smartest people in the industry to share what they know about building a better consulting business. I'll also give you episodes where I tell you specifically how to sell your services with confidence and how to transform into an influential leader in your industry. Your happy clients probably want to help you. It's too hard for them right now. You're asking them to do too much of the selling that you should be doing. Yeah, it's going to move. It's going to change. It's going to disrupt you at some point in time. Your most loyal clients are your most profitable. Ready to learn how other people are building the consulting company you've always wanted? Download the Liston.io show spelled L-I-S-T-O-N dot I-O wherever you get your podcasts. Before you go, we wanted to let you know that we just launched the ability for anyone to advertise on CNN Podcasts. You're just a few clicks away from reaching millions of people in a way that you never have before. Advertise for a business event or kick off an awareness campaign for your brand. Start today at purewinning.com slash CNN. Integrating podcasts into your marketing mix has never been easier. Go to purewinning.com slash CNN to get started.